In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there is a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon, and again, Merry Christmas. Father Steve said he gave me the night off this evening, not having to hold the baby. He took it today in order to allow me to preach. So thank you, Father Steve. You did a great job. I tell him, just don't drop the baby. That, that was key, and he did it. So another Christmas, another day on the calendar. We sit back and we say, why do we celebrate this great feast? Why is the place jam-packed? Why are people standing? And I even ask you to ask yourselves, why are you here? And I think we hear it in Isaiah, and we Phoenicians don't experience much darkness weather-wise, but we saw it today. But today, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. And right around 3.30, when I started to head to the parish, I saw the sun, metaphorically, but, and really, we saw the sun. But what does that mean for us? And a shout out to all the moms, the grandmas, the aunts, the dads too, but moms, all the work they do during this Advent season to really make these next 36 hours perfect. From the bow on the gifts, to the prime rib, or the tamales, or whatever's at your dinner table. Perfection is what we seek. And that's where we think Christmas is. 
Sometimes we tend to put Christmas as a sentimental feast. It makes us feel good. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. Look at our manger scene. Look at the manger scenes in your home or the Christmas cards. Look at the Facebook post in the next 36 hours. Those will be some of the most sterile, unreal things that we see. The reality of our lives and why Christ came is to enter our messiness. If we want to see what Christmas is really like, think about your homes around 10.30, 11 o'clock Christmas morning or 10 o'clock Christmas night when all the gifts are unwrapped, the dishes are piling up, you're looking for a little bit more orange juice for that last mimosa, you know, okay. And we're exhausted. And we're saying, that was it? Christmas is over? But Christmas is not over. Because Christmas is not a date only on a calendar. Or the 25 days of Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. Christmas is a perpetual invitation that the Christ child invites us for us to allow him to come in into our messiness. Life is difficult. And it was no less difficult than for the Holy Family. You see St. Luke in the scriptures, he invokes Caesar Augustus and Quirinius, the leadership, the establishment of the time. And then what does he do? He turns it on his head. Because the king, our king, our God, what of sheer love came down from heaven, took on our flesh to redeem us, to join in our messiness. What kind of king was he? He came in a stable with animals because no one would welcome him. And what was his army? Shepherds. Shepherds in the fields. Again, we tend to make it look beautiful, but shepherds were homeless people. They weren't the establishment. They lived in the fields. The scriptures told us that. But what was his eventual army? The angelic. The angelic host, the army, the fighters. But what was his kingdom? What was our new king? He was giving us his divine love. Divine love. Turning everything of the establishment on its head and asking us to participate in love. That's Christmas. So what do we do? We embrace that Christ child. Think of the babies that are born in our family when a baby is born. I'm around babies a lot, okay? So you see families that have been estranged, that haven't seen each other for whatever reason, but when a baby comes into the life, everybody's happy. Everybody gets that baby. Everybody wants to hold that baby, love it, buy the baby gifts. God knew what he was doing when he came to us as a baby. But we also know the ultimate reality is his passion, death, and resurrection. We see the wounds on his side. 
we see what will happen from the manger to the cross. So when we pick up that Christ child during this Christmas season, the more we bring him closer to us, the more we will be like him. The more that divine love will change us. And whatever our messiness is in our life, give it to the baby. But more importantly, give it to the wounds. The wounds there that our Lord shows. That's what he came for. And directly toward that wound where he was fighting is his heart. He wants to join our hearts to his to give us that divine love. Then we celebrate Christmas. Then we transform our lives. And when we transform our lives, then we fully participate in the kingdom of God. We hear throughout the scriptures, the kingdom of God is at hand. But what is that kingdom? It's a kingdom of divine love. United the human and divine will of God into one, inviting us to participate in that. That is our mission. That's Christmas. So take, and again, as I remind you every year, Christmas is not just 36 hours, but it's a season. And Christmas Day goes on for eight days, the octave of Christmas, until the January 1st. So celebrate it. Take time. Kneel by your manger, by this manger. Embrace that Christ child. Give him your messiness. For that's what he wants. We stand on the brink of a new decade. A hundred years ago were the 1920s, right? The roaring 20s. Some of the highest points, especially for us as Americans, of the, the wealth and prosperity that we saw. So what are we gonna do in this next decade that's before us? Is there gonna be learned a different form of the can-can or some other exotic cocktail or the great Gatsby? No, for these 20s, I want us to roar something different. I want us to roar that Jesus Christ is Lord. From all the mountaintops, Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's hear it. Jesus Christ is Lord. Again. One more time. I still can't hear you. Amen.